Time for... Here we go, here we go, here we go. Kickoff. With Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, for the people familiar with us, welcome back. For the new audience, we'll clue you in on what's going on. He is noted Nassau and Suffolk County Hall of Famer, NFL MVP, noted underwear model, and morning drive dominator in New York. He is Boomer Esiason. Booms, how are you? Uh, Mike, it's great to see you. We must have done well last year for them to ask us back. And by the way, you are noted uh, Detroit uh, drive time dominator. Correct. So it's great to be working with you again. And nobody knows the spreads. Nobody knows the lines better than you do. I One thing I did, I have to say, I learned a lot last year from you. That's scary, isn't it? And now it's going to come back and haunt you this year. Yes. You won a bet from me last year. I took you out. I paid off the bet. It was a night of luxury. Yes. Boomer Esiason. And now it's time for you to pay the piper, we which will. will be And me. I have included a clause in the picks to benefit our friend because a birdie told me there were some changes that were requested. We'll get to that. How the show works is simple. We cram an hour of the NFL. Everything you need, one hour, done. Delivered to your phone, delivered to video, whatever you want. We talk every game, every team, every storyline, and we bust each other's chops. So it's a, it's a damn good product. Are you ready to roll? I'm ready to roll, man. Bring it on. Eddie, hit us with that sweet production. Let's go to the rundown. The NFL Rundown. All right. Not bad. All right. Let's start out. Super Bowl letdown. And what I mean by it is very rare. Do you get right back? I know the Chiefs have defied the odds. Eagles, Chiefs, of the two, who are you more concerned has a little bit of a letdown this year. Well, I don't think it's a letdown. I think it's because of the conference that they play in would be the Chiefs. I mean, the AFC is a gauntlet like I have never seen it before. With the quarterbacks uh, from top to bottom, almost every team, with the exception of a few guys at the bottom, uh, have their legitimate quarterbacks and all think that they have a quarterback that can take them all the way to the Super Bowl. So I think it's a little bit more of a – uh, a, a difficult road for the Chiefs and for the Eagles. They still have one of the best rosters in football, and Jalen Hurts proved beyond a shadow of a doubt, especially by his performance in the Super Bowl, that he has reached superstardom level. So two notes, because I you, you touched on something I wanted to get to, which is the imba- it's the greatest imbalance of quarterback play I've ever seen in my lifetime, where AFC, you're talking about m- not just multiple Hall of Famers. You may as many as five. And then the NFC, you have what? It's Jalen Hurts and what? Well, I'll tell you what. It's New Orleans. And the reason it's New Orleans, it's their car. And, you know, obviously Josh McDaniels wasn't fully happy with him being unable to finish games yeah. uh, last year. But when you take a look at New Orleans' schedule and you look at their roster. Look and at the division. You, yeah, but now you also add Derek Carr. I would say probably – in 12 of the 17 games, maybe 13 of the 17 games, he is going to be by far the better quarterback on the field, or should be. Well, that's what you're paying him for. No, no doubt. And I, and that's, and I remember in the offseason talking about this, should Derek Carr come to the Jets or should he go to the Saints? And as a player who has played for the Jets, who works in this, this um, media mega market of New York City, I was like, Derek Carr and his personality need to be re- reunited with Dennis Allen. Down in New Orleans. Yeah, wasn't going to work here. Right. And I and I really do believe that they have the inside track to maybe one of the best records in the NFC just simply because of their schedule. Go to the Eagles for a second because one thing that bothers me, I don't know where you're at with it. I, I just – continuity plays for me. Two new coordinators, offensive, defensive, and 
Look, they're talented. They're going to start a lot of young players on defense. A- a level of concern there? Yeah, my concern for them is is exactly what my concern was for Josh Allen last year at this time. He had lost Brian Dayball. And Brian Dayball is a pain in the ass to play for. <laughs> he expects a lot from you as a quarterback, as evidenced by the way that we saw Daniel Jones kind of like morph into a quality NFL quarterback to the point where they gave him $82 million guaranteed after last season. In a season which he only threw 15 touchdown passes, but only threw five interceptions. And one of those interceptions was a red zone interception in week one against the Titans. And Brian Dayball was in his face. And he made it abundantly clear that those mistakes are not going to be tolerated anymore. And Daniel Jones grew up before our eyes. So I think he's going to be better this year. But you look what happened to Josh Allen last year. Josh Allen, I think, threw 15 interceptions, which is is a high number, but you can live with it because it's Josh Allen and he's going to create offense, and they still had one of the best offenses in football. But it's where those interceptions oh, occur the on the field. possible times. Exactly. And that's the loss of Brian Dayball. So I wonder about losing Shane Steichen for Jalen Hurts. The good news is, is that Sirianni is an offensive play caller, right. and he will be able to, you know, obviously still get the best out of Jalen Hurts. All right, let's go off season because the NFL, no one does it like the NFL. There's the season and the off season, and they're covered basically equally. Give me in your mind at the end of this offseason, end of free agency, end of the draft, and survival of training camp without anybody blowing out an ACL or something. Who won the offseason in your mind? Well, you the Jets. Up. I mean, Jets? They, they sucked the complete air out of all the stories for the other 31 franchises. I mean, there were free agent signings all over the place that barely even got picked up because it was all about Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, and the trade and the compensation and the new tra- uh, contract. Uh, that he gave the Jets in order to go out and get some other players, and then they signed other players, and then they were on hard knocks, and they have a show here locally, one Jets drive. I mean, it was just insane. You know, they're going. He's going to the Met Gala. He's going to Nick Games, Ranger Games. Uh, you know, he's going to Broadway with his teammates. I mean, it has been incredibly like oxygen sucking out of the life of the media that is the NFL for most teams. Now, I know you live in Detroit. I don't know how much you ended up talking about this, but you know Detroit Lions a are bunch. affected by it because of Green Bay. That's why the Lions are going to win the division and host a home playoff game, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> we will get to that later. But, I mean, by far the Jets won the offseason because of the players they brought in. And, look, they brought a guy in, much like Tampa brought in Tom Brady. And he bought all in. He gave every ounce of energy to the Jets that they expected after they met with him that first time out in Malibu. My concern is you might be better served having some of the Broadway performers on the offensive <laughs> line than the current one the Jets have, Boomer. Look, it's a fatal flaw to me. We can get to it. we got all year to banter about it. They've got everything ready to roll. Everything except one thing. I don't know that they can protect him. Okay, so here's the deal. You have your internal offensive line. They're going to be fine. The guards and centers are going to be fine. It really comes down to Makai Becton. And if Makai Becton can get back to where he was his rookie season, then they're going to be fine. And here's the other thing that Aaron Rodgers has done for this team. He has spent time with each one of these players, both offensively and defensively, including Makai Becton, to try to bring the best out in them. And he has sacrificed his time, his effort, his money to show that he really cares. And and by doing that, you're setting the example. And I think Makai has bought into it because I'm telling you, he had a, I think it was the third preseason game. I forget who they were playing, 
but he was basically mauling everybody. I mean, just completely collapsing the defensive line of who they were playing against. And I'm like, that is the Makai Becton that they drafted. And if he stays healthy and he is a force at right tackle, they're going to be fine. Yeah, then it's a game changer. I got to see it to believe it. Um, All right, I'll give you who I think lost the offseason, and then you can take it away. Indianapolis. Yes. Just help me understand. I have no issue you wanted to take Anthony Richardson. Fine. Your way of supporting the young man is to get into a public troll fest with your all-pro running back to the point where your owner goes, hey, I'm rich. I'm going to take the money I should be paying you, and I'm going to fly an orca to the Pacific and release it. <laughs> that That's yeah. Jim Irsay's answer to all of this. This is also the co- uh, the owner that fired uh, my college roommate in the middle of the season last year, so I have a somewhat of an intimate knowledge of what goes on there. Uh, my college roommate would never say anything bad about the owner. Say the he name. Very supported him, Frank Reich. Thank you. On my bingo him. card, I had it, guys. Yeah. We got a Frank Reich mention. There you go. Well, we're going to get into it anyway because he did have the number one <laughs> over, overall draft pick who he is starting this week. Yes. Uh, but, you know, so this is an owner who fired Frank and hired Jeff Saturday off the street to become the head coach halfway through the season last year. That's all you need to know about the organization. I feel bad for Chris Ballard, their GM. I think he's a really good GM. I think he's a smart GM. I think he gets caught in between crazy ownership and making really bad decisions. And one of those really bad decisions is starting Anthony Richardson without Jonathan Taylor in That's the backfield. That was his insulation. It's his protection. It's it, I, I just I've never the seen good, anything like the it. good news for Anthony Richardson is that he does have Shane Steichen as his head coach. Yeah. So Shane, thinking of what he was able to accomplish with um, you know, Jalen Hurts, and hopefully, you know, Anthony is as driven as Jalen Hurts is. I don't know that much about Anthony. None of us really do. All we know is I see him as this version of Josh Allen. Yeah. The big, strong, athletic quarterback that will get himself out of trouble, make a lot of spectacular plays, and then you're going to hit yourself upside the head going, stop throwing the ball into these places for these interceptions to happen. It, what's interesting with him, and and I know a lot of people did not watch Florida football last year because they were terrible. He actually wants to stay in the pocket. He's not one of these guys who, all right, first read's gone, I'm gone. No, he actually wants to throw the ball. I, there's an opportunity for him mm-hmm. to be a real problem. The issue I, that or I can't I can't with that organization. Look, there's three rookie quarterbacks starting. He's one of them. All three of them are going to have a, a hell of a time deciphering defenses, making quick reads, getting throws off understanding what's happening around them. I always say this, and Sam Darnold got killed for it because they had a mic on him, ESPN did. Yep. You know, they see ghosts. We as quarterbacks, yeah. when we were rookies, saw ghosts. Sometimes you think that there are 15 guys out there on the field. Things are moving so fast. So all three guys are really going to struggle, and I think he probably more so than the other two. I need, I need a take from you here on – this year's Jalen Hurts. You go back a year ago, they were a team that was 9-8, and eight, got blasted in the playoffs, some questions about Jalen. Obviously, Howie Rosen built an incredible roster, and Jalen Hurts worked his way into being fabulous. Who's this year's version of that? I'm hoping it's Kenny Pickett. Really? Uh, yeah, because I thought that Kenny Pickett had a tremendous uh, preseason and offseason. Uh, I watched a couple of his uh, throws in preseason, watched the way that he carried himself, listened to Mike Tomlin talking about him. He's their only offensive captain as voted by the team. Uh, that's kind of amazing because most teams have five to ten captains. Everyone's a and captain. Not Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has one captain on offense, and, and that's Kenny Pickett. And that tells me 
all I need to know about the way the team feels about him. Or maybe they're force-feeding this, saying that you need to be more of a leader and giving him the captainship will bring that part out of him. But I think that he's older. Remember, he's an older rookie. He's like Joe Burrow. When Joe Burrow came into the league, he had already been in Ohio State and LSU. He played with great teams and great players. You know, Kenny Pickett's a little bit older and, you know, oh, yeah. he played right there at uh, University of Pittsburgh. So I, I think that he's this year's Jalen Hurts. All right, go to the Niners because I, you might think I'm nuts. I love the roster, I love the team. I, I feel like we got smartest guy in the room syndrome going on here with Kyle Shanahan. They're going into this with a straight face, people. With Brock Purdy, uh, where his elbow is spaghetti, Sam Darnold, who's still in the league, and they got rid of the number three overall pick. They gave up three first-round picks to get because he was so atrocious. Boomer, I get they got to the NFC title game last year. I, I don't. I just don't see it. Well, I will say this: uh, without Nick Bosa, uh, good luck. Yeah, I think you know he is uh, an incredible football player, like T.J. Watt is for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like Miles Garrett is for. Why aren't they paying him? Isn't that the easiest guy well, to pay? I'm just going to tell you. You take a look at their 2024 salary requirements. They are huge. They have like seven guys that are making 20 million dollars a year or more. And McCaffrey makes like 17 or whatever. He's it is. about 14. He's going to be 14 next year. Um, but it is a it is a, a huge number. It's going to be bigger than Aaron Donald. It's going to be the biggest number that a defensive lineman has ever had when it finally does come to fruition. Yeah. Same thing with Joe Burrow, by the way, in Cincinnati. And you and I, year. Right, and I would think that they're going to announce this by the end of the week um, that Joe Burrow is going to be like the highest-paid quarterback in the history of the league. So uh, San Francisco is a very good football team. They just they have to have Nick Bosa healthy, and he's got to be on the field if they're going to be the team that we saw last year. Hey, I want to give you, because I know you talked about New Orleans a little bit, but the NFC being wide open. The AFC, it's hard to pick one because it's Bengals, it's Chiefs, it's Bills. Maybe the Ravens retooled. There's so many good teams. America's Pittsburgh. team, the Pittsburgh. Jaguars. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Jags. But I want to bring up in the NFC, you know the hype, you know it's real. They're the most bet-on team, according to multiple sports books. To make the Super Bowl, head coach of the year, defensive player of the year, masters of the universe, the Detroit Lions. How much of the hype is real to you? I don't think they make the Super Bowl, but I do think that they will win that division. Yes. Um, and I am. Now we're uh, cooking. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Because this Jameer Gibbs kid is going to be a shot out of a cannon for them. Yeah. Uh, their running game is going to be terrific. Their offensive line is terrific. Jared Goff is a really good quarterback. I think he's had, what, three or four seasons over 4,000 yards. You want something fun? Yeah. His last 24 games as a Lion, so about a year-and-a-half sample size. He's the number two quarterback in the NFC by QBR. Well, there you go. So, you know, he's a, he's a solid guy. They know what they have. Dan Campbell likes him and trusts him. You know, when it comes to the big games towards the end of the year and you got to get in, the quarterback's got to do something fantastic, especially if your defense is not as good They'll be better as the other defenses that they're going to be playing against. I don't know about that. They'll be uh, better. Uh, they'll be better because they're getting even worse. Just yes, trust, trust. I, I learned from you last year, <laughs> and that's why I am picking the Lions to win the uh, the NFC North. We're off to a good start, people. Listen, this is going to be exciting. Okay, so every week we're going to do the rundown. <laughs> then we have the picks, and I have a new feature to give you. We'll get to that momentarily. Then we save the best game of the week. And we just basically turn our microphones off. We let Boomer just blow V8 for several minutes on that. And then it's the final word, and we're out of here. So sit tight, relax. We're going to go through every game in the league with a twist. We'll do it next. We are back for Season 2. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenny. 
It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. Well, people, this is the exciting part. No other show is going to go through every game as fast as we are or be more accurate, at least in my case. The point is, <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to offer a, a shot. week one, man. It's you, unbelievable. You caught one stray. Now, let's, let's just, this is important. A birdie told me. Yes. There were certain executive changes that were asked for where last year you demanded, you threw down the Viking hammer and said, Michael, we are picking every game. What is this nonsense of several? I want to pick them all. Well, we're pretty much in every NFL city, so I would think that every NFL fan would like to hear about their team. Fair. And they're going to. But what I'm going to offer is this. You now have two veto powers a week. Okay. I can have two a week. So for the games, we're calling this the boomer cop-out clause. So the games where you're like, my goodness, this is difficult, or later in the year, my, both these teams are ratty, you can say, I don't want to select this game. Here's who I think will win, but it won't count against your record. All right, sounds good, but that's going to make it tough for Brian Rascone. No, it's not, because I'm going to say scones. I mean, I'm not incompetent. I think I can figure that out. Oh, my God. Jesus. I don't know. You had some questions last year in the middle of the season where you were kind of fumbling around with the – with the records and everything, and I feel like I got shortchanged. Oh, well, you put by 17 games? Come on. This is the 2020 election all over again. <laughs> I didn't lose. Boomer demands a recount. All right, are we ready? Mike was on fire last year. Let's go. I know he was. Which means I'm in trouble this year. Let's go to the picks. Picks of the week. Oh, and the sultry tones. I like it. People, this is what America calls the Cipriani Bowl, a game that the winner goes to spoils. Luxury. Bengals laying two and a half at the Browns. This, Mr. Esiason. How could I go against the uh, the Bengals here? Because I mean, they were 25 years late putting you in the ring of honor. Yeah, that... <laughs> How about that? <laughs> well, they just started the Ring of Honor three week, uh, three years ago. What so, the hell have they been doing the last quarter of a century? Uh, I don't know. Sleepwalking, I guess. But now, since they have one of the most popular teams, one of the most popular players in Joe Burrow, and one of the most popular combinations with him and Jamar Chase, now all of a sudden everybody's kind of waking up to just how good this team really is. And I know Joe Burrow hasn't played, and he's been dealing with the calf issue and all that other stuff. I fully expect him to start for this game. And you know what? The, the reason why I'm picking them to win this game is because last year they got off to a slow start, if you remember, 0-2, and they played poorly in that first game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I think that they re- remember that. I know that Zach Taylor has been pushing that narrative in their training camp. So I, I just, I'm not sold on Deshaun Watson yet. I'm sorry. Uh, you can you can sit here and tell me what a great player he once was. I'm not going to do that. But I know you, I feel like this since you named it the Cipriani Bowl, that you are going to pick the Browns. I'm, I'm a gentleman, though. I'm not going to have you only right. dinner on the first pick of the year. Look, everybody is back for the Bengals. Plus, they added Orlando Brown Jr. as their left tackle. Moved in Jonah Williams, maybe to guard. Maybe he'll start at right tackle. We'll see. But at the end of the day, this team is loaded. They lost their two safeties, which is big for Lou Anarumo's defense. But I think that they are still the team to beat in that division. Browns. Take the two and a half. It's a home divisional dog. Take the points. I'm all in on the Browns. I know it sounds crazy. I think they have a big bounce back here. And no, I don't think Deshaun has to be the player he was. But can he be 75% of it? I will say the biggest improvement for the Browns will be the same thing, but on the opposite side of the ball for the Patriots is Jim Schwartz, their defense coordinator. They've got the talent. Right, and he is going to create an edge for that defense. There's no question about it. One of the best 
coordinator hires this offseason by a respective team. Nick Chubb to lead the league in rushing, plus 650. Free money. Game two, Vikings, minus six, taking on the Buccaneers. What do you got? Oh, man, I'll tell this you what. I, I, you hate the Vikings. I know you Frauds. do. I'm gonna Frauds. Th- I'm going to take the Bucs here to keep it close. And I'm going to take the Bucs simply because I actually do like Baker Mayfield. I, what he did for the Rams at the end of last year was nothing short of amazing. Uh, he's got two terrific wideouts, and I know Mike Evans is in a contract dispute, so I think he's going to want to have a big year. And I know Todd Bowles feels a little bit more comfortable this year than he did last year. And, you know, quite frankly, the Vikings, I'm still not sold on their defense. I have no idea what Brian Flores has got cooked up uh, up there. And that's another good uh, defensive coordinator hire for the Vikings. So I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take the Bucks to keep it close here. Wrestling heel turn. Vito, I don't want to pick it. Let's go to game three. Okay. <laughs> Atlanta laying three and a half, hosting Carolina. Bryce Young debut. Right, and I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take uh, Desmond Ritter and the uh, the Falcons. I think uh, Bijan Robinson's going to have a huge year. It's going to be offensive rookie of the year will either be him or Jameer Gibbs, I yeah, believe, of the I Lions. Agree. These two kids are tremendous running backs. We didn't really see much of Bijan Robinson in the uh, in the in the preseason, but they did name him running back one this week. And he's going to get a lot of touches. And I think Desmond Ritter is going to surprise a lot of people for Look, the Falcons. Kyle Pitts is a forgotten man, too. Thousand-yard years of rookies. Had no quarterback play. He got hurt last year. They got weapons. Drake London, Pitts. The defense will be better. I'm not saying good. Uh, I'm with you. This is one of the rare moments where I go, all right, I'll lay north of a field goal in the divisional game. I'll take right. Atlanta. Jags. Let's see if Boomer learns something here. Jags laying five and a half at Indianapolis. Boy, this is Vegas's. I got you a dollar. Go ahead, Boom's only five and a half. You just yes, got to win the game by I know, six, buddy. But man, it's Anthony Richards starting for the Colts, and who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? I mean, this is the wild the, card. You can use the veto. Uh, you know, I am going to veto this one. There I know the is. I know the Jags are going to win the game, but I'm I'm not I'm staying away from this just because I know this is a wacky kind of division game opening weekend. You just said it. Week one, some weird. You know what happens? Devils number five and a half. Home dog, I, I'm riding it. I'm going right into the lightning. Let's do it. Colts, give me the five and a half. Ooh, boy, I, okay. It's disgusting. Yes. You have to be, people, America, you have to be comfortable with the uncomfortable if you're going to play the NFL. You don't get to pick the brand names. You don't get to di- You don't get to look like this man in an underwear ad in 86. You have to be uncomfortable. You got to bet mud. Rats. By the way, that was 91. Whatever. Um, let's let me get... ask you a question. What are you, Deion Sanders? You got to get comfortable with the uncomfortable? No, I didn't say, do you believe and scream at reporters? Okay. I, that was something, by the way. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll save that. <laughs> let's go Niners minus two and a half at newly coined Boomer Sice and Pittsburgh Steelers. That's right. So I, I have the Steelers making the playoffs this year. I think their defense is going to be awesome as it always is. I think they're going to run the ball exceptionally well. And I think Kenny Pickett is this year's Jalen Hurts. He's going to take the next step and he's going to show everybody that he deserves to be an NFL quarterback. And he fits right in perfectly with Mike Tomlin and what they want to do out there in Pittsburgh. And look, you're catching the 49ers. They say that they are preparing for Nick Bosa, yeah, the, right. the Steelers. I, I don't think Bosa's not going to play in this game. And if he's not playing in this game, even if he is playing in this game, what has he been doing? Has he been working against high school tackles yeah. or something? You can't simulate football. No, you can't. And, look, I like what the, the Steelers try to do with their offensive line. I, I'm telling you, they put uh, Kenny Pickett back under center a lot more. 
Uh, that's where he's most comfortable, play action passing, move him around. He's more mobile than most people think. And two good backs. Don't sleep on Jalen Warren. That's a perfect right. compliment to Najee. So I'm, t- I'm taking the Steelers in an upset here. Here's another rule. Tomlin, home dog, covers like 70%. I'm with you on this. Oh, I, who knows that? How did you know that? Things, man. Information, stuff. See, this, these are the things that I learned. I'm not here for my looks. Okay. Commanders. That, here, here's the grossest game of the millennium. Commanders lay in seven, hosting a traveling grease fire known as the Arizona Cardinals. I'm taking the Commanders, and I'll lay the seven. I don't care. The, the, the Cardinals are going to be the worst team in the league. I, I Just watching some of the stuff that has come out of their preseason. Between the owner, yeah. the GM, a rookie coach, the quarterback's dead. I, I, they released this, who was supposed to be the starter. They brought in Josh Dobbs off the street. You know I, why they brought in Josh Dobbs? Because he can move. <laughs> uh, I thought it was because he was an aerospace engineer. No, because he could move. He's smart, yes. But, you know, the, the fact of the matter is Colt McCoy was like a statue back there. Yeah. And was probably going to throw a lot of interceptions. Fun I, note. I got something for you. You want another little yes, fact to it? Yes. Cardinals win total over under is three and a half. That is the lowest win total for an NFL team since... Jacksonville Jaguars in 1995. Wow. That's yeah. how bad people think this team could be. And I think they're they're in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes no matter what they say about Kyle Murray. Drake May. How dare you? Uh, Saints. Caleb Williams. Drake May. Saints Caleb minus. Williams. All right. We'll, we'll do it all year. It's going to be fun. And okay. there's another kid you haven't mentioned yet. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss. Shador Sanders. No. Riley Leonard. Oh, yeah. well. Learn it. How about Michael Penix? Love. Okay. Love. All right, I'll take the commanders, Eddie. Sorry. Let's do it. Michael Penix is a stud. He is. Saints laying three to the Titans. What do you got? I'm I'm taking uh Yeah. Vrabel is a dog. Oh man, I, I'm I'm gonna take the I'm gonna <laughs> You can veto. Use your veto. Uh, I, I want to take Mike Vrabel and the Titans. Then do it. It's gonna be ugly. It's gonna be like like smash mouth stuff going on here. In the words of Marlon Brando, you can act like a man. Select <laughs> the Titans if that's what you want to uh, do. Uh, you know, but if I say the Saints are going to have this great season. This guy's in his own head, people. This is where it has to start. Go. And Derek Carr's got to show he can be the leader. Screw it. I'm taking the Saints. Done. Saints. And no analysis needed. Ravens laying 11 to the Texans. You know what to do, Boomer. Yep, I have learned. I have to take the Texans and lay the 11. I do. This, These are some of the lessons that were taught to me last year. It's so disgusting. I was doing it emotionally, and I know I feel there isn't a guy that I feel bad for more than C.J. Stroud. Stroud. <laughs> He's got to open up against the Ravens. Oh, my God, with this new offense and this new spread, Todd Munkin, they're not going to be playing with two tight ends on the field. There's going to be three wideouts and Mark Andrews running down the middle of the field. You got to take the points. And Lamar's going to be running all over the place. You just have to. You got to take the points. It sucks. It's hard to. It, I, I know. I could see them winning 31 to 3. You can veto it. Veto it. All right, I'm vetoing this. Done. That's my second veto. All right, you know what? Fine. I'll stay with it. I'll take the Texans on principle. Bears laying a point to the pack. I'm going to take the Packers. Good man. And I'm going to take the Packers because I do think that Jordan Love has got a lot to prove. He has sat quietly. Uh, He's learned from one of the greatest quarterbacks that we have ever seen. Uh, He's got a lot of talent around him. Their defense is going to be a lot better this year than it was last year. And I think everybody in Green Bay really needs to make a statement and wants to make a statement. I'm not sure where the Bears are right now. Neither am I. And And the Pack still. Best roster top to bottom in that division. They're missing the quarterback piece, Packers. 
This is pros Joe's right here. Eagles laying three and a half at New England. Hey, why is that number so small? I'm taking the Patriots. He's learning. I'm laying the points. I'm taking the Patriots. I mean, I've taken the points. Yeah. Um, I'm taking the Patriots. And the reason I'm taking the Patriots, they're honoring the great Tom Brady. And momentum doesn't carry over season to season. The team we watched with the Eagles who were rolling, that has nothing to do with right now. So here's another spot where I'm talking about a coordinator that was hired in the offseason. That's Bill O'Brien. You know, when he was there and he was with Tom Brady, they were the number two scoring offense in the NFL. Oh, you mean Matt Patricia in a moo calling plays is not ideal? It's not great, no. But this is going to be good for Mac Jones. And Mac Jones is one of my five top quarterbacks under pressure as we get ready to start the season. He starts year three. He's yep. got another coordinator, and now he's got to figure it out whether or not, and they got to figure it out whether or not they think that they have their long-term answer at quarterback. Seattle and five and a half hosting the Rams. I'm vetoing. I have no opinion. It's disgusting. I want no part of this game. All right, I'm taking Seattle. I will, lay the, I will lay the points, and I, the reason I say that is because the Rams have got the youngest team in the NFL. Uh, Matthew Stafford, according to his wife, Kelly, doesn't even know half the team. Oh, please. Because most of the team is in their phones when they come out of practice. I mean, I Wah. can't believe that she violated that like Wah. covenant. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, you can't? Try working in Detroit. Okay. Stories for days. We'll just leave it alone. Seattle, Rams. I'm, t- I'm tired of I'm taking Seattle. Good. I'm vetoing. Broncos, Raiders. I'll make this simple. Broncos laying three and a half. You're taking the Broncos. I can't. Friends don't let friends bet on Josh McDaniels. I am not betting on Josh McDaniels and Jimmy Garoppolo. Biggest coaching mismatch of the weekend, right here. It feels that way. And, you know, what's really interesting is how Sean Payton's ego is basically smothered Russell Wilson. Broncos Nation. It's it's Let's the Broncos ride. defense, and I yeah I agree with you. I think it's going to be well. Devontae Adams is going to go off no matter what. No doubt. Uh, Chargers Dolphins. Chargers laying three, and I'm going to say it for you because I know what this man's going to say. This is the year the Chargers get it right. I hope so, and this is going to be the <laughs> highest scoring. Game. I think this is the highest scoring game of the week. All Aren't right. you? Doesn't it feel that way? Yeah, but I like the Chargers at home, and so I think I. and I think they're healthy. I think Herbert could well, throw for 5,000. I, I I think they're just going to put the ball in his hand and let him rip it, Done. and they got Kellen Moore as their offensive coordinator. I'm taking the Chargers. All right, 45 seconds. Cowboys laying three and a half at the G-Men. Come on. So the Giants have everything riding on this game, just like the Jets have everything riding on their Monday night game. And I think that Daniel Jones proved last year that he can be their quarterback of the future. I think the Giants cover this number here. I don't know if they're going to win the game. Doesn't matter. But I'm going to take the Giants, and I'm going to do that on behalf of you to make that you feel my man, good. Because I am a Giants one. fan. You are a Giants fan. Uh, in, in honor of the other boomer, the G-Man. Let's do this. Yes. All right, more coming at you next. Best of the best. Kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. It's Kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. All right, great to have you back with us. Intense music. It's exciting. Um, We have Boomer's pressure index. We'll get to a little later. But we have to go to what we deem to be the marquee game of the week. And I know he's probably tired of talking about it being here in New York. But it's going to be a good one. Eddie, best of the best, please. This week's best of the best. Oh, boy. Bill's Mafia laying two and a half at the erector set in the swamp. The Jets. Director Sweat said, I can't. Boomer, I'm a Giants fan. Uh, I, that MetLife is something else. Uh, I need a do-over on that thing. Bills, Jets, let's talk about it. What do we got? 
Man, I'll tell you what, the Jets are loaded. Uh, I know the Bills had an unbelievable year last year, and unfortunately, DeMar Hamlin kind of derailed them and that whole situation against the Bengals. Now, Leslie Frazier derailed them. Well, that was the year before, actually. Uh, he derailed them. <laughs> Their defense. You know, they were the number two or number three scoring defense in the NFL. I know, but when it gets to the big – and again, I know Von Miller got hurt. I understand. Big moments, all of a sudden big plays start happening. Right. And the Bengals went in there and basically handled them pretty good. Can I – I want to offer you something. We didn't yeah. get a chance to do this in the rundown. I'm not afraid of being wrong or looking like an idiot. You can't do this job if you're afraid of that. I'm going to say something, and he's going to be upset with me. I think the Bills' window's closed to winning a Super Bowl. Josh Allen has turned it over 32 times the last two years. I don't trust them in a winner-take-all game to now beat Kansas City. They've proven they can't get that done in the playoffs. Your man Joe Burrow, to me, owns the Buffalo Bills. That doesn't account for teams that are on the rise. You're a big Herbert guy. I love Trevor Lawrence. Then we're not factoring Aaron Rodgers. We're not factoring in Lamar Jackson. You talked about the imbalance. Yeah. I don't think the Bills are going to win a Super Bowl. Well, I wouldn't say that. I they have the I know they have the quarterback to do that. I don't care what anybody says. He's a tremendous football player and, and he's just gotten so much better as his career has gone on and he's right in the middle of his prime. And I think he's got a really good general manager. I love their coach. He's really under the radar. But I don't care what anybody says. He lost Brian Dayball last year and that hurt him. And that hurt him because, you know, you gotta keep the guy responsible and accountable. And you got to make sure that you grill into their heads that they cannot be turning the ball over in the red zone. He had five red zone interceptions, I believe, last year. And that was the thing that really was part of the Achilles heel of them. And that's, you know, how they almost <laughs> I mean, the, the amazing thing is they go 13 and 3. I know. They look basically unbeatable, but when they got into the big games, especially in their building. Here's the other thing. Hey, look, they almost lost to the Dolphins. I know. In the in, in the playoffs. With Sky Thompson. Right. So that that really concerns me. And the fact that they refuse to run the ball. Von Miller starts on the pup list. That hurts. Uh, and that's right. I, I remember saying about Brian Dable when he was the offense coordinator, can you take some pressure off of Josh Allen and just run the ball a couple times? And please? you know what kills me with it? They use second round draft capital on James Cook. James Cook is as explosive as they get. It's Dalvin Cook's little brother. Um, to me, that's the roadmap. Ask less of Josh Allen. He'll still be phenomenal when he needs to be. But this one-man band routine, you're not going to – you just – there's one guy I've seen pull that off, and it's Pat Mahomes. Nobody else can pull off the one-man band. But he also has Andy Reid standing on the sideline. Correct. Uh, I, I think that, you know, sometimes you have to reel Josh in a little bit. Like, you don't want to – curtail all the ability to make the big plays, but you also want to impress upon him how devastating red zone interceptions are. And they were last year for them. I don't care what anybody says. And the loss of Brian Dayball told me that because I saw the impact that Dayball had on Daniel Jones when it came to the turnover situation. So that's always the bugaboo, I think, for a quarterback that kind of loses the guy that knows him the best. That happened to me in Cincinnati when Bruce Coslett left to become the head coach of the Jets. I lost my offensive coordinator, the guy that knew me the best, and my interceptions went up. And just because you feel like it's all on you now, you're in control, you're a little bit older, you feel like you know the offense and the defenses that you're playing against, and you can get away with things. And sometimes those mistakes come back to hurt you. So I think Josh is going to be much more aware of that this year. And look, the Jets have got – they're all in, man. Well, that's why I like him in this spot. I like him. They be- have to win this game. Well, and, and you know what, Boomer? It's it's a lot like when Buffalo beat Kansas City in the regular season. 
They needed it. The Chiefs wanted it. I think the Jets need this. You can't come out at home at night, Monday Night Football, and not win this game. I just don't want to hear Aaron Rodgers after the game go, R-E-L-A-X, uh, we're just know. getting started, yeah. we need time. But here's the thing. That's that not going to work in New York. No, but but here's the thing that Aaron Rodgers has got going for him. He knows the offense. He knows the offensive coordinator. The coordinator knows him. They're in sync. Uh, they have a great amount of admiration and respect for one another. And that is so important for an older quarterback not to have to learn a new system, a new coach. So that's why I think this thing is really going to be explosive. And the Jets, I'm telling you, their defensive line, oh. they are loaded. They go eight deep. They're going to roll them in and out. And Salah's going to have that defense frothing at the mouth. Well, and they're, 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 so there's the key. So even though I don't love the Jets' O-line, we just talk about without Von Miller, the Bills are yet to show they can rush the passer against anybody. I'm just telling you that the Jets have been raring to go. Aaron Rodgers is all in. And I just I just these games usually are close between these teams, especially the division teams. You're taking the Jets? I am taking the Jets one hundred percent. I feel filthy doing this, but I am. I'm taking the Jets. I wish you could get plus three. The books know what they're doing. Um I mean and- you could you could see like a twenty seven twenty four type of game. I could see a thirty one yeah. You know, 27 type of game, that type of thing. But I do think the Jets will cover the number and they will win. I mean, they just have too much riding on it. Riding on it. I'm, I'm with you. And again, it doesn't mean I like their prospects for the season. We're just picking a game, guys. I'm with you. I think I think this is need versus want. Right. The Jets need this game. Robert Sala needs this game. Aaron Rodgers needs this needs game. Needs this game. Jets plus the two and a half. We are aligned. All right. Here's what I want to do. Um, you have this pressure index. You want to go through the top five quarterbacks that are under immense pressure to As start the season, season starts, yeah, yeah, for different reasons, of course. Like, number five would be Aaron Rodgers because, like I said, he has sucked all the media air out of the NFL this offseason, and it's been all about him, and he's felt nothing but love and respect here in New York. And I've seen it, I've witnessed it, and he's been everywhere. Lose a couple of games, that'll change real quick. That's right, and I, I, I don't want that to happen to him, and I certainly don't want... Uh, that to happen to Joe Douglas and the Jets for all the things that they've done here to try to make him happy and also get the most out of him. Uh, I would also say Mac Jones is on that list. Mac Jones is on that list because, you know, he was a little bit of a douche last year or had douchiness going on last year with what the frustration that was happening. Well, he had Matt Patricia calling his plays. He was also hurt, too. And people don't realize that, you know, when Bailey Zappi came in, I think he came back a little bit too early because he had that insecurity. He was still a young player and was wondering whether or not Bailey Zappi was going to take, you know, his first-round job away from him a right. year after removed from possibly being the, the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah. So, uh, I'm on, Mac Jones is under enormous amount of pressure. Deshaun Watson, you know, okay, you got five years guaranteed money. You haven't really played in two and a half years. Right. And when you did play last year, you were awful. And this team has high hopes, as the Browns seem to do every year. They have a good roster, Boom. I know. They've had good rosters. Mistakes were made. A a lot of of mistakes were made. And, you know, this ownership didn't learn anything from the previous ownership. So it's the the Browns. It's Deshaun Watson. So he's on my list without question. Derek Carr is on my list. Big free agent signing. They don't play a lot of the top quarterbacks at all this season. He will be the best quarterback on the field reputation-wise. He needs to win games like he has to win this week in Tennessee. That's why Dennis Allen went out and got him. And they have a good roster, by the way. And then the other one, when I really do think about it, 
I think about Jimmy Garoppolo. In, really? Yeah, because like, see, I okay, don't care about Jimmy Garoppolo. I know you don't, but a lot of Raider fans do. And you know, look, the Raiders are out there with Josh McDaniels and Devontae Adams, and they have all these different, you know, moving parts. Josh, Josh Jacobs is back in there. They got a good offensive line. Can he stay healthy? Because I know he can finish games because he's won his share of games with San Francisco. Can he stay healthy and win games for the Raiders at the end of games as opposed to losing? He signed a three-year, $75 million contract. Well, all right, in, in that ilk then, let me, let me give you a guy who you didn't name. I want your spin on it. And it was a big topic for us on this show. I think Lamar Jackson is under immense pressure. Now, I didn't like, we didn't like the way he did things last year. I thought he quit on the team. I didn't like the routine not showing up to the game. I, I didn't like much of anything, okay? You want your money. They give you your money. Then they give you a bunch of new toys. They go out and get you because apparently Lamar is a martyr. So we, uh, we got it's a pity party. Everything's in line for you now. I think the pressure on Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson, divisional rivals, same deal, I think that is the storyline of the year to me. Because both those dudes are under incredible pressure. All right, so this is why you know Baltimore and Lamar should have come to the contract agreement before the year started last year. Um, so you don't get yourself in a situation where the team thinks you're healthy and you should be playing, but you can't play because you can't you can't uh, afford an injury because you could lose all this money. So this is why Joe Burrow has to sign his contract before they play Sunday. 100%. I think T. Higgins needs a new contract before they play on Sunday. You know, I love him. I so do I. And why he hasn't had a contract extension yet, I have no idea. I, listen, I would not step on the field if I were him. I mean, now Boomer's telling guys to sit out. Well, I mean, we're losing again, cabin pressure but, here. But this is this is what it's all about. So for Lamar, I agree with you. Under an enormous amount of pressure, new offensive coordinator, it's going to be a new offense. It'll be one tight end three wide receivers, and it's going to be go time for him. And I'm, that, But that's my point, is for a guy who won the MVP year two in the league, he has gotten progressively worse by the data the last three seasons. And hurt. Can't, right. Availability is a skill. He can't hold a lead in the fourth quarter. Go look at the blown leads. I judge your value as a quarterback. It's not necessary when you're always behind. Oh, well, he doesn't make enough comebacks. How about when you have a lead, finish the game? I just get tired of the story. So you know what? Go win the MVP. Show everybody your greatness because I'm just I'm, I'm just tired of hearing. And it. you know what? He's got the third best coach in the NFL behind Belichick it's and Andy Reid. It's hard to argue. John I mean, John Harbaugh is a tr tremendous coach, and he's kind of been hamstrung with the inability of having a legitimate passing game to go up against guys like Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. It always feels like it falls on the Baltimore defense. Which is nowhere near as good as it used to be. It's not, but it's always going to be tough. Yeah. It's always going to be tough. And that's why I agree with you. Lamar Jackson has to take the pressure off the defense, play up to his contract, and now play the way that most of the NFL teams like to play, and that's throw the ball down the field. All right, let's get to Boomer's final word, which I'm going to intro. I have an idea where he's going with this. The final word. All right, this is the time in the program. Boomer takes it on home, and I think his topic this week will be, why did the Bengals wait so long to put him in the Ring of Honor? <laughs> no, actually, they started the Ring of Honor three years ago, and it's a huge honor for me to be able to go in with Chad Ochocinco, Chad Johnson. It's going to be kind of unique going in with Chad. 
Uh, but I will say this. I feel kind of a weirdness about it. I'm happy about it, certainly, and I appreciate it. But I will tell you this. There are a lot of guys that played a lot of years prior to me getting there that I feel like I'm jumping over and deserve to be in that ring of honor before me. Yeah, but no, you don't. Come on. Yeah, I do. Stop it. Stop it. I do. What are you going to do? Decline? Uh, then, then turn it down if you no, feel so No, of bad. course not. I'm exactly. not going to take that. I don't want my grandkids to see it. You're going to be over at Jeff Ruby's. You're going to have a great time. <laughs> yes. Come on. That's what I mean. Yeah, I'm very, like I told you, I'm very thankful and uh, now, great memories going to be televised. Where uh, it's a Monday night this? game. Is this? Oh, my it's goodness. It's against the Rams, and it's halftime of the Rams Monday night game. Whether or not ESPN shows any of it, I have no idea. Oh, lies. You've already called the production truck. I wish I could, it's but I have no TV. control over ESPN. You wearing a jersey or a blazer? Uh, I will, be, I will be getting a blazer from the Bengals, so yes. I'll, I will be wearing a nice collared shirt, put over a nice blazer. It's a gray collared blazer, and it's going to be beautiful. We're back next week to do it all over again. Every week, subscribe, do the business. That's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti.